Welcome to Hallway Conversations with Matt and Dave. We've both been teaching for quite a while now, but we still have plenty of questions about education. And this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about topics that we think are important for Christian educators to consider. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations with Matt and Dave. My name is Matt Beamers. And I'm Dave Mulder. Hey, we just want to thank you for allowing us to be here with you, and we want to thank you for joining us in the hallway for another week, or maybe it's your first time here. We just want to say thanks for that. Um, Just so you know, each week one of us brings a question, and Dave and I try to think creatively about it in the context of Christian education, and maybe outside of education even. And I think our deep hope is that our conversation might do for you what it's done for us, which is provide space for us to learn and reflect on our practice and encourage each other in our professional and I would say even in our personal life. Mm -hmm. And if we can make you smile or chuckle once in a while, even if that's chuckling at us, we're okay (laughs) with that and that's even better. So Dave, I'm coming with the question today. All right, I'm ready. Um, I have heard you use the phrase, um, the emotional labor of teaching a few Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've done a bit of reading on it in the past few months. Um, But that was a new phrase for me, and that was a new term. So my question is, when you talk about the emotional labor of teaching, what do you mean, and what does that look like? Sure. Oh, this is a good place for us to to go. Let's think about this a little bit. So, um, okay, hmm, I'd heard the term before, and I had looked it up because I was writing something, actually. So I I did a little bit of reading to find out more about this um, for a piece that I was writing, oh, I don't know, sometime this year. Um, And the term emotional labor comes from uh, Arlie Hochschild is her name. Um, And she's a sociologist, and she kind of writes about the sociology of work if I can say it that way. Um, and so, yeah, how, how are people when they are working is maybe the, the way you could think about it. And she introduced this phrase in a book that she wrote oh, quite a while ago called The Managed Heart. And so kind of this, this sense, like, how, how do we manage our emotional state, right? Um, Jamie Smith talks about that, right? Like our, our heart is more the center of our emotions. We, we think about it that way, right? It's different than your head, but you're managing yeah. your heart. Um, and so, yeah, okay, if this is a sociological phenomenon in labor, in, in the world of work, um, think about the kinds of jobs where you have to manage your emotional state, because that's really what we're talking about here, right? You're managing, like, your outward expression, at least, of emotion. You might still feel very deeply yeah. inside of you, these emotions, but you're managing how you express those emotions externally. Um, and usually, when we're talking about emotional labor, it's um, you're managing your own emotional state and how that's expressed so that other people can get into the right state of mind for whatever it is that, that you need to do. So, okay, some of the examples she uses in the book for, for thinking about this, uh, flight attendants. Think about when you get onto a plane and you, you see the flight attendant, and the flight attendant is very calm, very uh, caring and welcoming. They want you to feel at ease right away when you come on board. And they might be feeling all kinds of horrible on the inside, but they're going to smile at you anyway, right? Um, and that brings a couple of important things for you. As you're getting on the plane, they want things to go smoothly. They want people to be calm. Some people feel a lot of anxiety about flying, and so they're going to try to calm you. They are expressing to you this is someone you can trust. If things go wrong on the plane, you know you can trust the, the flight attendant. And when people are awful to flight attendants, if you if you watch it, they usually are able to just keep that calm face the, the whole time. I would have been a horrible flight attendant. Tell me about it, brother. <laughs> 
Um, but lots of other um, work demands that kind of management of our own emotional state. So you think about what social workers do, and they're in high-stress environments, and they have to keep a level head. They have to keep their cool and exude calm. Uh, police officers have to keep a level head and exude calm. Nurses have to manage their own external emotional state. Right? And teachers. Teachers are among these. It's often a high-stress kind of a situation because we're not dealing with machines. We're not dealing with robots. We're dealing with living, breathing human beings who have their own feelings and emotions. And so for us to be effective, we often have to check our own emotions and check the way we're expressing our emotions. So that's, that's the idea of emotional labor. Yeah, I'm just thinking about um, teacher leadership. And I often think about teacher leadership in terms of uh, the professional side, the pedagogy, you know, teachers, the collaboration, but but there's an element of teacher leadership required in terms of um, setting the emotional tone yeah. in a classroom, right? That you you come into that class and and teaching is a selfless job, mm. um, you know, at the best of times, and yet I don't know that I've often thought about the selfless aspect of having to park your emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. Out the door. And, and in some ways, having to discern when to bring them actually in into the class. Yeah, it's right. not because I don't think you're saying, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave, that teachers shouldn't be ever show emotion. Oh, right. Well, because right. That, that's an like, because in some ways, you also need to bring that because we're not robots either. Right. <laughs> and I think that's the struggle for this yeah. whole idea of emotional labor, right? So, some of the work people do is cognitive labor, right? Like if you're an accountant, you're thinking in your head a, a lot, right? Or some people do physical labor. If you're in construction, you're using your butt, right? And those are parts of teaching too, right? We use our brains, we use our bodies, but so much of the work I think that we do as teachers, we have to kind of check that emotional state. But then that begs the question for me, right? What's the balance of, yeah. of this? What, what is the balance? And what I mean by that, I, I, I don't think we're saying to teachers, you can't actually be your full self and feel all of your emotions. You have to like somehow cut out that part of your life if you're going to be a teacher. You can't have your own feelings about things because you have to manage your student's emotional state, so you have to manage your own emotions. Yeah. I don't think that's what we're saying. Yeah. But at the same time, as I'm thinking this through, there there are times where we, I mean, you simply have to check your own emotions and not express. I mean, if I'm mad about something in the classroom, is it okay for me to yeah. show that? Sometimes. Yeah. I, and how do you show that appropriately? Like, right. like I'll, I'll be honest, Dave. Like as I as I was thinking about bringing this question today to this discussion, there was there was a bit of apprehension for me mm -hmm. to like to be really honest about it. And, um, you know, when you brought up this term five, six months ago, when right. we were literally talking in the hallway, um, I remember kind of being, that was sort of a new, that was a new term for me, or it was newer anyways. And just in reading about it, um, it yeah, I can remember even just feeling sort of these, these mixed emotions about it. Cause, yeah. Because I didn't do it. I don't do that. I still don't always do it as right. well as I should. Like I wish I could park my emotions and and if there's if there's people who who are listening who know me, they legitimately could be rolling their eyes right now because I do wear my emotions on my sleeves and and I've done a better. I I hope I've done a better job sure. of that. And it's sort of like and I think the tension I'm feeling a bit is like oh like a. I didn't do a great job of that for the sake of students, especially mm -hmm. when I first started teaching to mm -hmm. say, because there's, 
there was almost like this narcissism about it of like, hey, these emotions are real and I'm going to express them. Mm. Whereas actually my my job might be on some ways to park them for the sake for the sake of students or yeah. at least to manage them a little better so p part of that is just in my own reflection and hoping and believing and being mm -hmm. gracious with myself and hoping that, that that i've grown in that and but the other tension too is also like this idea of of you know you love parker palmer and, and oh, so yeah. you should and right. And, you know, you've talked before about this idea of we teach who we are. Absolutely. And so I, I feel sort of like this, hey, what does it mean for Matt Beamers to teach who he is? And yet also teaching who you are doesn't mean make it all about you. Like mm -hmm. you need to meet the students where they're at. Mm -hmm. And what do they need in this day? Because caring for them emotionally um, is of primary importance. Totally, um, for, totally. And in fact, if that doesn't happen, like then is the learning really happening, actually? Well, right. And we, we talked before on an episode about, um, you know, climate and culture, yeah. right? And and I think that that comes back to the same kind of idea. Like for me as the teacher, like, ooh, that sounds weird. When you think about climate, right? Yeah. How, how do we determine climate? Well, it's like the weather, but not yeah. today's weather. It's like, yeah. what's the weather generally like? And I guess that's what I'm kind of wondering, thinking about for myself. I know I can think of situations where you might think of it as there was a storm in the daily weather in my yeah. classroom because it's something I did, yeah. right? My own emotional state. Did that impact the long-term climate in that class? You bet it did, yeah. right? Things that I said or did in a moment when I was mad, and yeah. I express that inappropriately. And yeah. I mean, do you lose a whole group of students for the rest of the year as a result of something? Like, yeah. I hate to think, but yeah. I'm, Potentially. Sure, I'm sure Potentially. that it could happen, right? Hey, you, you mentioned this phrase or this book, The Managed Heart. Yeah. Um, what might that look like for you or like if you, you know, mm -hmm. for people looking like to manage your, manage your heart in some ways, it almost feels, feels like a, a, par a paradox, which is maybe too strong, but it's. Yeah. But I like this idea, I guess, of, um, hey, like, this is also just, like, that is something that needs to be managed, um, maybe for our own well-being. But, 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 yeah, also, if I think about the emotional labor of teaching and the managed heart, um, yeah, I don't know. Can you just talk about that sure. a little bit? So maybe the way I'll say this is, okay, we've, we've talked to Parker Palmer before, this idea, are you going to act like a teacher or are you going to be the teacher, right? Yeah. Well, I am the teacher in the classroom, yeah. but sometimes I wonder, so am I playing a role? The role is yeah. me, but it's just the the uh, more expanded version of me, right? The, the, the most energetic. The Dave Mulder fully alive. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, because I think that that's honestly part of this emotional labor too. Like if I perceive that students are not very interested in the topic, yeah. then I'm going to crank up the enthusiasm too. My eyebrows go up. My, I start talking with my whole body, right? Like that, that yeah. sense of um, how can I bring that energy and enthusiasm? And I think that's emotional labor too, yeah. right? That I'm, I'm using that's that side of things um i think the downside of that is I, I, the kind of yucky word around this maybe would be edutainment right like am i am i here to put on a show for my students or am i here to ensure that they're actually learning things well okay so we have to maybe check that impulse but the other side of that is i think we should just name it frustration is a real part of teaching we, we feel frustrated. I feel frustrated uh, around teaching sometimes and sometimes it comes out because of things that I'm doing as the teacher or sometimes it's things outside of my immediate control yeah. but it impacts me so for instance when I was teaching middle schoolers and I'd find out that kids are bullying each other that makes me mad every single yeah. time but and so it should right right but that hot 
anger that I'm feeling in the moment is probably not going to actually be productive in the long term, right? So take a deep breath. I'm going to calm myself so that I can speak calmly and coolly and rationally, even though I'm feeling angry, right? Like being able to check myself out. If there's a lesson that I'm teaching and it's totally going sideways, we talked before about management. What are we managing? Well, a lot of times planning and preparation ahead of time is what's going to drive. So I'm mad, but it's probably I'm mad at myself because now I'm in this situation, right? So managing that situation. Uh, Maybe it's a disagreement I had with colleagues about how we should handle a situation in our school. And that impacts because I come into class and I'm feeling that, right? And now the kids are the ones who are in front of me. So I check that. And I guess that's what I'm thinking about when I talk about the the managed heart. I mean, from the idea from that book is, so how do we temper that in an appropriate way? Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. It it makes me, it makes me realize that um, one of the, one of the hardest things about teaching maybe that um, I, I learned and continue to learn um, that is so much more, I mean, there's, it's all hard, the pedagogy, the assessment, the, but one of the things for me anyways, especially just, like I said, with my, my emotions um, was the burden of knowing like the emotional, mm-hmm. like the burden of knowing um, the hard things of students' li- lives. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like that. Like I had, I had no idea how hard that would be, and I and I and not just be for me. I'm sure for all teachers, right? Like mm-hmm. the emotional labor of knowing um, that all is not well with your students, and that there's a. And I say this humbly, like there's a privilege to that. Oh yeah. Like there is, that is part of, and I'm not using this word loosely, that is part of the calling of teaching Christianly, mm-hmm. um, of, of, for all teachers actually, yeah. of yeah. The, the burden of knowing and, um, you know, like of seeing these students and valuing them as children made in the image of God um, and knowing that they're coming through the front doors of your classroom with these with these um, very difficult stories that are very real for them, that are making their emotions. And so, and I guess the connection I'm making is in order to manage those emotions, you have to manage your own emotions so yeah. that you can be full, fully present for them. But, but there, is an ex- there is an exhaustion in, in some ways in, in oh, yeah. managing your own emotions and knowing that your students, like I said, that it's not always well with their soul. Right. Right. Well, and I think that for myself. So I, I'm a self-described introvert, um, and people don't believe that because if you meet me, I'm good with the crowd, and I like people and all that. Very good right? with the crowd. But, but people actually exhaust me, yeah. right? And that's yeah. kind of what I hear you I Try not to. to take that too <laughs> personally. Not you, Matthew. Thank you're you. fine. Yeah. You're fine. But no, like being with a group of students, it's energizing in the moment, but afterwards, yeah. it's, I'm exhausted yeah. by that. And I think the emotional labor is a big part of that. Why am I so tired? Well, it's because I feel like I have to keep myself in check while yeah. I'm here yeah. in, in the moment. <sighs> and then afterwards, I'll come back to my office and not collapse, but it's like, yeah. I got to catch my breath for a minute here, right? And I felt that as a middle school teacher too. And I felt that um, when I was working with the church youth group and I mean, in, in lots of different settings, right? We, we, this emotional labor piece of us um, as educators, people who work with young people, we have to, we have to yeah. kind of, in order to work well with them, we have to check some of that for yeah. ourselves. It's, it's what makes teaching in my mind one of the most wonderful professions to be involved with yeah yeah and it's and it's what makes it one of the hardest professions 
to be involved with because a you're you're always you're always with people people are for the most part making judgments about mm -hmm. about who about who you are and and what and what you're doing um, and you're trying to meet all these needs of all these students right. and and those needs are um, the the diversity in those needs is it's a, it's I was going to say ridiculous. They're not ridiculous needs, but the diversity is just so wide. And it's it's stunning how many different stunning. things Thank we you. have to be able to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it just it makes you realize, like, man, if as as a as a English teacher, high school English man, if if all I had to do was teach the semicolon, if yeah. all <laughs> I had to do was teach sentence structure or how to write a right. paragraph or vocabulary or whatever like in some way you know like i joke in some ways that the job would be easy and it's not easy but it would just it would be easier and y mm. and yet i i also feel like it would be way less rewarding you're right like right, right. like that's it's in the end it's it's both the the learning but also the relationships i think um that is it's a labor of love you know you talk yeah. about emotional yep. Yep. emotional labor but but it's also a labor of love like mm -hmm. we like i said it's it's a privilege to be involved with students in both their um in their learning and their academic but also in their emo emotional right i'm, I'm mm -hmm. thinking about social emotional learning right? right why it's why it's so important to, for our schools to to make that a priority I'm thinking about this now for us as Christian educators, too. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, right? Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. But we think about that list, right? How many of those have some kind of an emotional component to them, right? Yeah. And for us as Christian educators, so are we living out love yeah. for our yeah. students? Are we living out joy for our students? Yeah. Are we living out peace and patience for our students? I, I think that's something that we should grapple with. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we are spirit filled people and I believe, you know, that that's the gift of the Holy Spirit to us is yeah. then we are becoming more like Christ yeah. and we are being shaped more like Christ. So we're going to exhibit those fruits of the spirit more and more. Is that something that we have to work towards or is that something the spirit doesn't? Well, that there's a whole yeah. theological conversation in yeah. that. Right. But I think that that's probably characteristic of all the kinds of caring professions, you know, nursing yeah. and social workers and yeah. I mean, even the flight attendants, but for sure teachers too, that, yeah. that we get to do this, as we've said before, yeah. that we get to care well for people and caring well for people means you're going to feel for them. Yeah. And I, and it just makes me realize, right? Like in, in the T, you know, you're a, a middle school teacher. I've taught middle school, high school that, that in the, in the. Um, through the curriculum and, and in the learning in the cloud, you, like you're trying to hit these learning targets, mm -hmm. these academic learning targets, while also trying to help students understand what does it mean to be um, to people of compassion and justice right. and mercy, um, you know, to walk a certain way in the world, um, to be peculiar, so to speak. And, right, and right. you're trying to do, you know, Ideally, you're actually doing these at the same time. Right. Right. Like that's not, the ideal. That's the ideal, right? So one of that's what I think of of teaching Christianly. It's like, wow, like, um, you know, like, hey, what are the things of what are the things of my head? How are the things of my head connected with the the things of my heart? You know, mm -hmm. so that we don't mm -hmm. sort of just do this icing on the cake. Now is our fruits of the spirit time. Right. 
Well, we went a lot of different places in this uh, <laughs> bit, but I think this is important for, for Christian educators to keep grappling with, right? Yeah. Um, how, how then can we continue to yeah. remember that we are whole people yeah. and, and we are people who have emotions of our own, but if we're serious about trying to help our students learn, there are times that we're going to need to check that in order to create that environment where learning can flourish. You know, thanks for that, Dave. Friends, we, we know that your time is valuable, so we want to thank you for joining us today. Um, we have a long list of topics to talk about. There is no end to the hallway conversations that Dave Forever. and I have. Oh. It is. <laughs> but we, we want to know what hallway conversations you would like to hear, or maybe the hallway conversations you're having. So if you have ideas for us, um, or questions, or just feedback about our podcast, please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. We also just want to say thank you for the good work you're doing in your schools and your communities right now. And as you go into this week, just on behalf of Dave, I, I think I just want to say that um, I just want to affirm that um, God delights in you. And I hope you know as teachers um, and in the rest of your everyday walking around life that you are enough just as you are. Um, we hope that you have a good rest of your day and we hope you see we hope we see you in the hallway again soon. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up by Matt and Dave during one of their hallway conversations. Our music was created by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Dave Mulder and Matt Beamers. Thanks for listening.